Inspiration, Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzel. Hi, family. Welcome back to another episode on the Adventist Reflections podcast. Today, we're talking about chapter five of the book of Daniel. And of course, for us to be able to discuss this, we have today again, Pastor Zeni, and I would like to welcome him again. Zeni, how are you going today? Welcome back. Good, good, good. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much, Dan. Yeah, doing, doing well, doing well. Excellent. I'm sure that as many of us today, although people don't know when we are recording, but uh, we're looking forward to the blessings of the Sabbath that is coming in a few hours. Um, yes. It cannot be a better day than that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, Zeni, today we have chapter 5. We've been speaking about the journey of Daniel and his friends. And now, and, and last week, we spoke about the journey of Nebuchadnezzar and how... God rescued him and chased him from himself, gave him a lesson, and at the end, Nebuchadnezzar repented. And that was such a great story of grace, of love, of reassurance, and a bit of judgment as well, if you could say. Yes. Now, we know that the prophecy, as we have spoken uh, in Daniel 2, and later on reiterated to Nebuchadnezzar that his kingdom was not going to last forever, was going to come to happen. However, Nebuchadnezzar, at this point in chapter 5, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, he's not there anymore. He's, yeah, he's, he's dead probably by okay. this time. Right, so he's gone, he's, he's, he's dead, or even he's, he's no longer in the kingdom, so he's, he's out of the picture. Now we have another yes. guy. We yes. have another guy. So can you tell us a little bit of what's going on now in this context? What, what's happening with these people? Yeah, yeah just... just, um, just thinking about it personally um, yeah um, a, a disaster is about to happen okay and uh, to affect us mm. we are pretty secure here. Uh, but but it is playing. There's no doubt it is playing on their minds. So disaster is about to happen. And I'm just thinking about our own time. You know, these last couple of months have been have been crazy. Then, for uh, sure, bushfires, drought, uh, volcanoes, reactive volcanoes, mm. uh, earthquakes around the place, uh, 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 yeah. locusts in Africa. Um, and now with this coronavirus happening, yes. I mean, it's just one after the other and one on the heels of the other. It's, mm. it's quite amazing, you know. And, and when you think about um, us, you know, in Australia, we have felt these bushfires, but there could be some that are just um, kind of still feel secure. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, it, it's quite interesting, you know. Um, mm. at, at, this is what's happening at the back of their mind, you know. Of the people, you know, there is this threat of uh, Middle Persians yeah. coming, and a threat that they are in, in in a real danger. But there is also a sense of this false security happening. So um, it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think that this is an interesting comparison because you're 100% right. There's so many things happening around. And there is a sense of urgency. I mean, there is no doubt about it. There is a sense of something is happening. This is out of the ordinary. It's, it's extraordinary. And I think at the time of these people, I mean, they, they were the biggest kingdom, or so they thought to be. And, and the reality is they were, and henceforth, the methods to conquer the city had to be out of the box. Um, but you're right. I, it, it, it sounds to me as if they were in their safety box, at least in their minds, you know, something might happen, something is weird, but we'll keep on going on as if nothing happens. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. The, and, and that's where the, the context of the story is. And, and we have this guy having this party, right? He's throwing this big party as if nothing is going on around. He, he feels that he's safe inside, inside of yeah, Babylon. Yeah. Uh, j- just to connect uh, Belshazzar with Nebuchadnezzar, it's, I think it's really important because when you think the experience and the change that took place with Nebuchadnezzar and, uh, and the story must have gone around, that this was just incredible miracle of a guy who, 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 go, who goes crazy, you know, and who, who is almost beyond cure. Um, uh, so, so, so the, 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 the witnessing of, of this, um, miracle was, was real. But to assign it to a foreign god, to assign it to a god who has been conquered by a mighty Babylon, would be totally inappropriate, totally unacceptable, totally politically incorrect. So the experience is one of embarrassment. It is real. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar is now a worshipper of God, which, I mean, for the political establishment of that time would have been a no-no. So I read it as, as, as that Nebuchadnezzar became a, uh, an embarrassment for for them, you know. Wow. Even though they could not deny it. So what you find in his grandson, like Belshazzar, he's trying to distance himself so hard from his grandfather that uh, that that that's what's happening, you know. Um, so he's want, wanting to portray that he has nothing to do with his father, grandfather, you know, um, and. Um, and, and when you when you think of of Nabonidus, who was the father of Belshazzar, so Nabonidus is a father of Belshazzar. He's the main king, in fact, and they are co-reigning together. So his father Nabonidus is now in Tima with his wife. Uh, so they are not in Babylon. So pretty much, uh, um, his son Belshazzar is he's taking charge of Babylon. Nabonidus became a great builder, uh, an architect, and he started building all these temples to different gods of Babylon. And, and you have a sense that he also is trying to distance himself from his, from his father. Mm. But that's, that's really what it, that's really what is going on. So you suddenly you have Belshazzar throwing this party in the midst of a threat mm. coming from uh, Persians, as if saying, "Hey, we are fine. Don't worry. Let's party." Mm. And but in the back of their mind, there is there is obviously fear, and and so there are a lot of things that are happening there. You know, mm. there are a lot of things that are happening there. 
So what I'm hearing then is that Nebuchadnezzar went out of this Babylonian system that he himself built, and he said, look, I'm not going to be part of this anymore, even though I kind of build this stuff. And uh, his his children, you know, his the son and the grandson, they were they were ashamed by that, and and, yeah. and they say, I don't want to be part of this. I, I, we are actually happy in Babylon. We don't want to be different. We we want to be like like what everybody else wants us to be because yes. of the political pressures, because, because perhaps the social pressures, the cultural pressures. This political correctness, and the, yes. when you when you think about it, we as a church, and 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 generally we as people uh, do want to conform in normal circumstances, but conforming is um, is not always good, and it's, mm. it can be detrimental. So, um, yeah, that that's really what is going. That is really what is going on, and. and and, and we just need to think about uh, ourselves as a, as a church. Mm. What is it that we share with the culture? What is it we do not share with culture? And and be be careful about not conforming to to many of the things that happen around. You know. Yeah, you know this this catches my awareness because I remember we talked in previous episodes about um, I believe it was chapter one. We talk about the idea that Daniel and his friends, they they accommodated to their surroundings, so they didn't want to be a mold just for the sake of being molds. And sometimes I feel that in Christianity, we just go out of our way, you know, I just want to be different for the sake of being different. And, and we go yeah. all totally away from the world, uh, and therefore we cannot reach the world, even though we know we're not from the world, because Jesus Christ yes. said that. But uh, we become so radical that, Christianity becomes unattractive. It becomes like yes. a, a, something to be and ashamed ridiculed. of. And ridiculed. Yes. Because look what is happening here. There is there is uh, belittling, ridiculing. Um, there's a sarcasm. So look, look what the text says in, in verse 4, as they drank. So in this mm-hmm. massive party where leadership and and and, and, and of, of, of the kingdom get, gets together and they are in merry mood and they are drinking alcohol, they are drunk. And as they do, it says, as they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, mm. of bronze, iron, wood and stone. So there is no doubt that this is a parody. It is a common knowledge that King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream in which he saw that this, this statue made of gold, silver, bronze, uh, iron and so what they are doing now, they are publicly ridiculing Nebuchadnezzar himself and he, and the faith in God he had. Mm, you know, mm. this is this is public display of it. So when you think about Christianity, Christianity is being ridiculed today. You know, mm. for 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 its own stand on many issues. You know, mm. and uh, that's that's simply being politically correct. You know, and. Uh, yeah. And that's really what's going on. Yeah. Maybe this is already implied in the conversation we're having. I'm not sure. But there is something that puzzles me a little bit. Because we spoke about how Nebuchadnezzar was chased by God. Like God told him, gave him the dream. He rejected it. But God gave him chances. And even the last the last episode was about that. Another yes. chance. I don't know. It might be perceived as um, a bit unfair 
how come, and I think you're already talking about this already, but uh, how come this guy, Bill Shazar, Bill Shazar he, he wasn't given another chance. Like, he wasn't chased so much as Nebuchadnezzar was. Doesn't it sound a bit like a rash judgment? Was it too quick? Look, um, uh, uh, we don't have all info before us, but uh, there is there's no doubt in my mind that that the story of Nebuchadnezzar would have been passed down from him personally and from his wife down to his children. And, uh, and uh, he would have told them the one dream. He would have told them about what happened after the dream, how he built this other statue. He would have told them about another dream. He would have told them about God chasing him. He would have told them why he is the way he is. So, and it never went back from the from 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 the back of of their mind you know so belshazzar is is still he, he can't shake it off he can't shake it off when you think about people who are ridiculing christianity today they cannot shake it off even if they want to which means what it tells you is that the spirit of god is still working on the minds and hearts of people and they are purposefully and consistently rejecting it, okay? So that's what he has been doing for uh, for not one year, but for many years, because Belshazzar, we are talking about decades after this, that this event took place. So the rejection of God is not a sudden one, but over a period of time. So, and uh, so... Obviously, he is he is rejecting God at the level of his mind and heart, you know, and and the calling of the spirit within him. So that's really what's going on. So I think maybe we could then argue that he couldn't really play innocence, which brings me my no. attention to, as you were mentioning about our church, the status of the church, and we could even narrow it down from Christianity Christianity to Seventh Day Adventism, where we yeah. have. A lot of knowledge. We're a prophetic church with a vast amount of knowledge and counsel and guidance. And um, and maybe for right or for wrong, I think it's for right. We've been blessed with such um, impact in the world, such movement. And we really, when the time comes, we won't be able to play uh, dumb. You know, we won't have that ability to say, I pledge innocence because I I lacked the knowledge. Here we we hearing the stories and we've been hearing the councils, and um, absolutely, mm. absolutely, it's 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 very true, yeah. and uh, and um, and the judgment at the end of time um, that takes place is is quite real, you know, yeah. and uh, judgments that are taking place around us are very real, and they cannot be just boiled down to. The emissions of CO2, you know, for, for sure. any any student of the Bible, as they look at the Old Testament, time after time after time after time, um, the judgments in the form of uh, another nation conquering Israel or another nation being conquered by another nation was always a sign of a judgment or natural disasters happening around the world, you know always Bible portrays as, as, as a judgment of God. And it cannot be boiled down to just some scientific explanation for any student of the Bible who is honest reader of the Bible. That's what the judgments are. 
So here a judgment comes. Here judgment comes. You know, it says, the Bible text says that the finger started to write on on, on the wall. Mm. And, and this guy who was so uh, arrogant becomes so humble that the Bible text is saying that he was pale, that his his knees were were, were were shaking and he knew immediately he knew immediately that this is a judgment there's no doubt about that even though he doesn't know what it says somehow within him everything with him within him was saying man or oh, this this is a judgment this is something deeply serious you know that's interesting and, <clears throat> that's interesting Zane, because i think you you mentioned in, in previous episodes as well that uh, when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and when he had all these um, God-given messages, he knew as well what they were, but he still wanted somebody to tell him what's going on. And Daniel comes into the picture and we're repeating that again. This yes. guy knows yes. what's going on yes. and um, and he still wants somebody to come and tell him, hey, what, what's happening? Yes, yes, yes. Correct, correct, correct. And just, just to, to talk about judgment, that's exactly right. That mm. In terms of judgment, the hand is the one that is writing. Mm. Uh, and we, we associate it even culturally, we say the writing on the wall. That's, yes, that's it's exactly true. Where, that's exactly where it comes from, you know. We associate the writing on the wall with judgment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if, you know, God would, you know, Daniel would say that God was holding, uh, holding him in his hand. So that same hand of God is the hand that wants to take care of us, that wants to protect us, that wants to give us direction in life. Yeah. But if we constantly refuse and refuse and refuse the calling of the Spirit of God mm. and want to get out of his sin, want to get out of his sin, that same hand represents mm. judgment. Mm. Represents judgment. So that's that's really interesting what's happening here. <clears throat> I love that. It's that dichotomy of of mercy and love and, and justice, isn't it? That we see also in the book of Revelation when you see when we see the, the Lamb of God who is also the the line of the tribe of Judah. It's like a, a, a it's, mm. it's like on both sides. One is you know avenging people and bringing justice, and the other yes. one is saving people in grace and love to those who are following the Lamb. That's and amazing. In verse, yeah, in verse twenty three, when Daniel speaks to him, he says, "But you did not honor God, who holds in His hand your life and, mm. you, and your breath." So God who hold, holds him in his hand now is the God who is writing on the wall, the judgment. And and that judgment uh, became real, you know, very, very real. And so so Daniel, um, Daniel is brought forward, as we know. And uh, and he again has this public face, you know, uh, he has this public show uh, that so that he's again. Uh, politically correct you know and he says i know i hear that the, that the spirit of god is within you you know even though he knows that he's monotheist that he believes in yahweh god you know he knows that as a fact but he just wants to so sound uh, uh politically correct you know and uh so he's kind of showing off and uh and uh, yeah, so that's interesting. And then the, a, a woman comes, an elderly woman comes, and the question that people ask: Who is this? Who is this woman? 
that comes because at that time for somebody to show up without being invited by a king was a kind of a no-no. Right. Uh, and and she comes boldly to him. So the questions were asked, who is this woman? And 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 and, and there are some indications that that this could have been uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's wife. Right, the grandmother. So he wouldn't do touch yeah. her. Yeah, so this respect. could have been grandma. And as a grandma, she would have a, a lot of power, you know. Mm. She would be regarded as a person to go to uh, for wisdom, you know, and she would not ask for permission to come. And so she was probably not his wife. This was probably not his mother because his mother is with her father, with his father, in Tima. So most probably this this is Nebuchadnezzar's wife. She knows about Daniel uh, because she she's intimately acquainted with uh, with what happened with her husband, and uh, so she comes boldly and tells him about tells him about Daniel. So, so Daniel eventually comes. And Daniel, by this time, is uh, he's uh, he's not a young fella. He's he's an old older man, and 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 Daniel, like never before, we meet him as a as a real prophet, who is who is not afraid. You know, we before we met him as a very very polite. Uh, right. But this time he's just straightforward. You know, when 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 King offers him to to give him gifts and and all of that you know he says you may keep your gifts for yourself i mean imagine saying that to the king mm, no. mm. that's that's wow that's it's boldness and courage it's very bold he's just he just stands before him as a prophet nothing like that mm. we haven't seen him before like this Right, he's, he's he's different. He's different. So this is kind of like um, <clears throat> in unless in the knowledge that we have within the book that this this what I'm hearing is that it's a it mar it marks and solidifies his prophetic status, which would Absolutely. prepare him for what was to come in in the next few chapters of his life. Yeah, and look who, who look how bold he is. He says to him, "But you, Belshazzar, his son." Yeah. You have not humbled yourself, though you knew. See that? Yeah. You yeah. knew all this. Mm. You knew about God. You knew what happened to your grandfather, you know. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of Heaven. Yeah. He purposefully, strategically, uh, policy-wise, just worked hard to distance himself from, from, from God. You know, that's, and he said, you have been working hard to distance yourself from God. And, and you knew, you knew the truth, you know? Yeah. So there is no dispensation, no excuse given by Daniel. He just said as it is. Okay. And, you know, when you think about it, there are so many people who are close and who know of God and who have maybe even had an experience with God, but for whatever reason, work hard on distancing and trying to distance them, themselves from God. Mm. It's a sad reality and they work against the spirit of God within them and their conscience, you know, and so that's what happened to this guy. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It reminds us that this king was found wanting and I'm hoping that everybody who listens 
And you and I, we are no fun wanting because we know as Seventh-day Adventists that judgment is happening. It, it's in progress. It, it's, yes. it's taking place. So the balances are there and things are being weighed. And soon in chapter 7, we are going to look at, uh, you know, the whole scene of judgment because um, wow. uh, when Bible describes judgment and the judgment scene, what right. you find there, you have the books that are opened. Mm. And in those books, something is written, if you will. That same hand that is holding us gently and is calling us to himself, that same hand is writing our life story, you know, mm. and our life story is going to either judge us, bring about negative judgment, or it will bring about a positive judgment, you know. So it, it becomes important the judgment becomes really an important theme of, but we'll come back to that, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I guess the story finishes that this guy gets slain. The myths do come. They do conquer, as he was prophesied many decades back. And the judgment is executed right there and then for, for this king. And I suppose, as as we are concluding this episode, Sini, I'm thinking, if I found myself right now wanting, if... I am being put on the scales of heaven and I am found wanting. What is my solution? Is there anything that I can do for me to be able to be spared? Yes, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Before I try to answer it, mm -hmm. what was written on that wall were the words that simply nobody who was present at the time and who saw those words on the wall, nobody knew what it was. Mm -hmm. But when Daniel came and when Daniel deciphered it, there were four major ver verbs okay. in, in, uh, written on the wall. Okay. Um, there was two that were the same, which is your days are numbered. numbered. Uh, you were measured. Right. And your kingdom will be divided. So all mm. of those words... And your kingdom is now divided. So all those verbs are in the past, which is really interesting. Okay, yeah. So, um, uh, which, which, which tells you, you know, that um, unfortunately for some, you know, even before they, even before some people die, they, 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 they the, the, the judgment may be passed that it is done it is finished it's, it's mm. you know which is which is really a which is really a sad sad reality mm -hmm. but coming back to your question um when god uh encountered nebuchadnezzar previously um he gave him the way out and the right. way out was spiritual in nature and uh and uh and moral spiritual okay. he said you are repenting before god and accepting god as 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 your god and as your savior is number one priority of your life so mm. repentance and uh coming contritely and humbly before God and accepting him fully as the most important one in our lives is number one solution. Excellent. Number two solution is moral one. He said, but then you are to, you are to uh, act justly and you are to help those 
who are underprivileged.、Mm. Be a servant. Be a servant. Be a minister、uh, or to those who are in need.、Yeah. So the solution is always spiritual and moral. Okay.、Uh, so yeah, that's that's I think what what the answer would be. You know. Excellent. So what I'm hearing is that there is hope, regardless of the state of spirituality or morality we're here right now in. We still have an opportunity. As far as we have breath, we can make those decisions. And I think God calls us every single day to take those steps that you mentioned, spiritually, morally. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Understand. Well, this is it for now. Let us reflect on that and let us continue thinking about. We still have an opportunity, and why do we wait until tomorrow when we can do that decision today, so that we don't fall into that state that this king fell? And so, I would like to encourage everybody who listens to really reflect: Where am I standing today? Where is my spiritual life? Where is my moral? Where are my moral decisions today? And let us not be found in this state of drunkenness and fornication, like Babylon did. But let us find ourselves on the side of the blood of the Lamb, on the one who gives us grace and love and kindness, and who seeks for us to be saved. So this is our decision today. How about you? Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.